this episode has a bad word. <laughs> Good people. Happy Monday to you. Happy New Year. 2021 is here and so are you. I hope you are ready to move forward, take it higher, dig deeper, um, and rock your power to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. You know I'm rooting for you, right? Um, with that in mind, know that the Project Life Growth Group is ready for you. It's basically an online community where we can come together in a more intimate space, connect and grow together. This is for people who have a desire for growth and evolution, but don't know where to begin. Or maybe you do know where to begin, but you struggle with limiting beliefs and distractions, leaving you stuck in unproductive cycles. All right. Check out the info. Um, that link is in the show notes and I would love to rock this journey with you. Now let's get into what we're getting into on today. Today I am bringing you my second interview episode, um, this time with the lovely Ava Grace. Um, when I tell you she is one of the dopest souls I have ever met, um, I truly, truly mean that. I wouldn't even be able to tell you um, and it clears detail how we ended up in each other's lives, but I will say social media is what you make it. Um, I'm super grateful because Grace has gifted me with a very hefty portion of her story. We're not going to get into all of that today, but trust me, for her to have experienced all that she has in life and to have overcome as much as she has in order to manifest as she does, it's very wowing, very wowing. Um, and I already feel that I'm going to have to have her back again in the future because as dope as she is right now, she's just getting started and I'm extremely grateful to be a part of her journey and have her be a part of mine. So enjoy this conversation with Ava Grace. Who is Ava Grace? Okay, that's a big question for me. I feel like Ava Grace is, I would say, evolving, getting out there more of my confidence and it's just working on me still. So okay, still figuring herself out. She's constantly evolving. So that's a really broad question because I'm not really sure how to answer it. Okay, that's fair. And I think, you know, a lot of people are in that place. And I think it's a wonderful thing to be always evolving. Um, so let me ask you this. What are you doing to evolve right now or grow as a person? Um, mainly stepping out of my comfort zone because that was always a big one was staying in a comfortable spot just because it felt safe. Mm -hmm. And more and more, I'm finally just doing what I want versus what people tell me is the safe way to do it. Is there more you can say about that? In particular, because I come across a lot of individuals who are stunted in life um, because they are their people pleasers or um, sometimes it's not even a matter of pleasing other people, but they're afraid of what others might say, or they feel like they have to fit into this particular structure or box or society. So can you elaborate with that on that, what it looks like for you? Okay. I think you put words to something that I've been, okay. Yeah. So for me, it looks like just doing what you want to do. I don't want to say, um, sounding stubborn or selfish, but mm -hmm. I was a people pleaser. So I lived my life always trying to be that honor roll student, get all the good grades, be that person that certain people didn't see or to them it was like, wow, that's awesome. And to me, it's like, that's just, um, I don't know, it's average to me. But I got bored of that life and just doing what everybody else wanted me to do. I already have my own studies going on. I was teaching myself things that I wasn't taught in school or at home. So mm -hmm. I thought, why not just do what it is I know is better for me than what they right. need to Okay, so was that a... Was that an easy choice for you? Was it a hard choice 
to make that switch of going from being the people pleaser to, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. I think I kind of know the answer, but I'm curious of, you know, what would that be? I think for me personally, my, my thought process, it wasn't hard. I just more so thought, is it selfish? Like, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want my mom to feel bad about certain things, but Mm -hmm. I just knew I felt trapped like growing up and I just felt trapped. Mm -hmm. I felt trapped in the mold I was supposed to fit in terms of being the quiet little middle child who just does Mm -hmm. what she's told. And I'm like, I want to do this. I would see little things here and there in shows and with people and I'm like, oh, that style is just, that's dope. But to everyone else, no, ill. that's tacky. That's this, that's that. And I'm like, but she's so free. Mm-hmm. I want to be free. I saw what freedom was and I wanted that. So right. it became easy. Okay. <laughs> but I was afraid to say that I didn't want to sound selfish, but it became really easy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, just stupid. Even now, how, how long ago would you say you started making that switch? Uh, probably year 2013. I was fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I had ideas. And mm-hmm. when I said, I want to leave my current state. I want to leave my current job. People were so disappointed. And mm-hmm. I made the decision then, but I stuck with what they wanted me to do just because I did not like to see disappointment. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so that was about you said 2013. So about seven years ago, Mm-hmm. And you were saying for you, it's just that it sounded selfish. Does it sound and feel the same now? Or does it sound or feel different? Oh, not at all. I wish I would have just did it earlier. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess I'm still 25. And what some people say is young. So I have uh-huh. time. I have... But no, it definitely doesn't sound. Okay. How do you feel? What do you think caused you to evolve out of that thinking from thinking, oh, this sounds selfish or this is selfish and to the point of, oh, no, absolutely not at all. Uh, I want to say when I started my like my yoga journey, my journey mm-hmm. to spirituality and decided to not fit the mode of Christianity and religion because mm-hmm. there was so much more to life. And I mm-hmm. think thing tied into that. And I saw things that like they say everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I would see that. I would see something take place and then something else greater take place. Mm-hmm. When I stepped outside of that zone. So, man, there's so many ways I could segue from that. I want to talk about uh self-care. I want to talk about spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put a pin in both of them. Um, okay. But I'm gonna do self-care first, because you were saying that initially, you know, making this, this transition or going through this journey of evolution with stepping away from people pleasing, doing what Grace wanted to do, it sounded selfish to you. But now it's like, oh, no, not at all. And that stuck out to me in the thought of self-care, because a lot of times um, doing what I do, which I'm a self-care advocate, self-care coach, it's people think of self-care or the things that self-care looks like as selfish and often say it's not selfish, it's necessary and it's a divine responsibility. So for you, like, how do you practice self-care besides doing what you want to do? Like, how do you practice self-care? Well, and to sum it up, yoga is my self-care. Yoga and strength training, those are two things I say it saved my life, but Mm -hmm. it also, it makes me happy. It just makes Mm -hmm. me happy to do it every day. So taking the time out to just be grateful, do yoga, meditate even for five minutes. It just, that's my self-care. Okay. Cool. I want to go back. Cause you say, you know what? You'll drop a heavy sentence and keep moving like it's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So you said what? Yoga and strength training Mm -hmm. saved your life or yoga saved your life or strength like that. There's something in there. I want to hear it. (laughs) 
Okay. So strength training and yoga, I say it saved my life because um, from, I hate to say a young age because I'm still young. So my um, adolescent years, teenage years, I suffered from an eating disorder, which back then to me, it was just normal. It was not a disorder until years later. I researched and saw things that I checked every box on. So I had anorexia. Um, I just would control how I, um, the amount I ate. I would restrict how much I ate. I guess that's the word to use. And I guess I wanted to have that control. I just went through situations that took my control away. I was always tiny. I was just, people thought I was a defenseless, defenseless little person or whatever, but I just, I try to just remain in a safe little bubble. Anyways, let's pass mm -hmm. all that. To um, battle having anorexia, to have that control of restricting what I ate, to control my body, my look and my image, um, I found strength training and yoga and strength training specifically because I could decide how much am I going to lift today? How much do I lift today? And if I can't lift that, what am I going to set that goal to actually do it? Mm -hmm. Whereas with controlling my portions or restricting my food so I wouldn't gain weight, it just wasn't healthy. I learned right. that that was not the way to go. And I felt like, what's the uncensored version? I felt terrible. I just felt no, terrible. listen, like what, shit? You felt like shit? Is yeah, that what I felt you're like say? shit. I <laughs> I'll let them know in the beginning. I got this cute little thing I do where it goes, this podcast has bad words. Be free. When I would restrict myself, like, I felt like shit. I had no energy. I didn't have energy to even think because all you're thinking about is you're starving and that's all your brain could focus on. And years later, I mean, I battled it for years, but again, I didn't think it was an eating disorder. And years later, let's just skip to the point when I felt like I was going to die. And I'm like, no, I don't want to die. I just really just wanted to control certain things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I fainted and I knew I haven't eaten in two days. That's what it was. I'd sat down legit and just researched what I had in my pantry, which was all organic, non-GMO, protein, healthy stuff. Went for that immediately and then started to lift the, lift the weights just to mm -hmm. say, okay, instead of running it off, let's try to lift weights. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Let's lift weights. And that's a healthier way to do it. And every day I set a goal, even if you do it for five minutes, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. And if you mess up, you'll come back and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I just took it day by day. And that started seeing growth in things that I had the control and, and that's how it saved me. That's dope. That's very dope. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So spirituality then, because uh, that was the other one we put a pin in. I want to go back, yeah. back to that. I don't even remember how you brought it up in one of your previous answers, but um, one of the questions I often like to ask in these conversations is, is what is spirituality to you? Gosh, what is spirit? I just think it's a way of living. Um, I don't know. I never put labels on anything. So it's just the way of living. It's how you live without, I keep going back to control, but control is a big aspect of my life. And now that I have it, mm -hmm. I'm going to maintain it. I take my power back. So mm -hmm. anyways, um, spirituality was just a way of living, not doing everything a certain way because someone told you to, that's mm -hmm. respect. Someone told you to do it. It's just spirituality. You just did. You would just be, you would just feel and that was spirituality for me. So if I was, was to sum it up, spirituality is just be, just feel. Yeah, just yeah. being free. And being free. Got it. I love it. Very simple. So something I heard you mention in there, if you don't mind elaborating, it sounds like you grew up traditional Christian. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Are you, can you speak to that transition? And mm -hmm. almost, it sounds like you've transitioned away from that, right? 
It did, yes. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I just, I'm talking about that. Yeah, so okay. I grew up Christian, at least my family was. I never considered myself Christian. Uh -huh. um, I'm like, I didn't choose that. I didn't even choose to be born, but I'm here, so I got to make the most of it. Uh -huh. But I didn't choose to be Christian. Um, whoever does it, that's great. Do what mm -hmm. makes you happy. It makes you, I don't know, people need a reason to, I would say, keep going. And for some mm -hmm. people, it's religion. For me, just when I heard of atheist I'm not an atheist but when I heard of it I'm like wow you don't have to believe in anything <laughs> I, I saw that I'm like wow I don't have to just believe in this is the way of life mm -hmm. and again I was I was a nerd I like to read books and research and I would research religion I would mm -hmm. research other things I would research people who did yoga and meditated as their quote-unquote religion mm -hmm. and focused on that because of the benefits and what it did for your minds and mm -hmm. you know, I, I was young when I started all this stuff <laughs> so right. that was me. All right, right. I want to go back to evolution because you keep referencing being young, but for my interactions with you, <laughs> I think you've been here before. <laughs> so with that, so let's talk about evolution a little, a little bit more. Um, you talked a little bit about what you've come from or how you've evolved already. Uh, what do you see for yourself in, in the future as far as evolving? What, like, let me ask you this: What's the biggest dream? that you hold for yourself right now? And how are you actively working on that? Um, I just see me, like I, I travel right now. I just see me traveling to every place I've ever wanted to without having something holding me back or restrictions. May it be financial, or may it be somebody who thinks, oh, that's dangerous. I get that all the time. You shouldn't right. go there kidnapped. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if we always live life in fear, how do you live? Yeah. So that is just my goal is just to be free, be out there, do whatever I want. And Currently, I'm working towards it. <laughs> awesome. Career awesome. that's giving me the ability to do so. And speak on that. I mean, I know what it is. They don't. Oh, yes. I'm a flight attendant and <laughs> I became a flight attendant this year. It was 2020, February 13th. I graduated. Mm -hmm. and so, for a lot of people, this has been a terrible year. But for me, this has been my dream so far. And yeah. Flight attendant. It's almost been a year and I've okay. just been on so much. I don't even know how to talk and go into that. Um, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, let me ask you this. This is one of those things, becoming a flight attendant, as I understand it, is one of those things where Grace decided I'm going to do what I want to do, like in spite of what other people think I should do. Yes. Speak to that. Okay. Well, I was in the medical field for about seven years mm -hmm. and everyone just thought that was great just to be in the medical field and you're working with lives and you're making a difference here, but it, it just bored me. That's mm -hmm. I didn't get any enjoyment. I was unhappy. It was the same old routine. I don't like routine. People mm -hmm. should be able to see that now, how I live. I don't like mm -hmm. routine. There's no mm -hmm. routine in traveling for a living. Nothing goes by a schedule. I mean, a schedule, yes, but not a nine to five. Not, mm -hmm. I don't know, the ordinary way of living. Mm -hmm. it's, it's known I like to be untraditional, but I, I travel. I'm a flight attendant and I, I see the country, not the world, because it's shut down to Americans right now. <laughs> They won't let us in. <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh huh. I just met so many people who I feel like they touched me in a way, but I've impacted them as well. And mm -hmm. you know, we're all leaving a footprint in each other's lives. And it's just yeah. powerful. It is powerful, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Good segue. Yeah. You said leaving an imprint in other people's lives, and it's powerful. I fully agree. Um, relationships. And when I say relationships, I'm talking about all of them, not, not romantic relationships, those <laughs> friendships, associations, all of it. Uh, complicated or easy? 
<laughs> it depends on which one, because every single one, <laughs> everyone has their own way of thinking. And if you guys are all on the same page, whether it be um, sibling, cousin, or boyfriend or girlfriend, then it could be smooth, easy transaction. But no, we all think differently. We all want certain things for ourselves and each other. And mm -hmm. it's really complicated too. And it can be mm -hmm. messy and it can be draining. And mm -hmm. I don't, there's just so much it can be. So I will never say a relationship can be easy because life isn't easy and things happen and mm -hmm. affects you and that person. Yeah. So how do you navigate through that? Yeah. Uh, day by day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I have a very calm demeanor. And if something crazy happens, or if it's a great situation, it feels good to me. It's calm. But if it's bad and crazy, I remain calm. But I think of, okay, what is this teaching me right now? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. life is a lesson. Mm -hmm. What am I learning from this? And will I continue to pursue it? Because I don't like how that makes me feel. So mm -hmm. I just I navigate that part. Well, I continue to pursue. <laughs> See, Grace, you dropped so many jewels, but you just skip right past them. That right there. Will I continue to pursue it because I don't like how it makes me feel mm -hmm. like that's that's major and having a lot of people don't ask themselves. They don't pause to ask the question. How does this make me feel? Mm -hmm. And even when they realize they may be feeling a certain way that is not pleasant. Um, a lot of people feel or they adopt the limiting belief that they're stuck. You know, you have to yeah. stay in that place. You have to stay in that relationship. You have to stay on this journey. You have to stay in this career, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know? And I think that even already at 25, your life is such an awesome example of that. Like you, you do have a choice and you don't have to stay stuck here and all these Absolutely. different things. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it took so, me years to figure it out, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know when I finally got a taste of being single. Can I just say it was the best thing to happen to me since uh -huh. I was born because <laughs> I was in a relationship since I was 18 and uh -huh. I've, I've been single for a year mm -hmm. and during this time I figured out that I can do what the hell I want to do yeah, and not can. I don't know condition to have my hair a certain way or live this particular life and you can't go here because I won't ever see you or mm -hmm. you, you could be away and something could happen to you and it, people were living through their own fears and insecurity and I let yeah. it I don't know yeah, stick we'll put them on you yeah and, wasn't worth it when I became single. I'm like, shit, I've been missing this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm finally figuring out who I am. So it feels good. It feels good to be free. And I know I'm a free spirit. That's what I really free am. So. Awesome. So with yeah. that, then, um, because as a single woman, and you seem happy, like a happy, healthy single woman, like yeah. it's not like I'm single and I don't like it here or I'm single and this sucks or, you know, I'm single and I'm searching, which, yay, everybody are where they, everybody is where they're at. But what advice do you have? What's your best single life advice that you have to give? Uh, just live life for yourself. Don't let someone else tell you how to live your life. And mm -hmm. I mean, you'll never be happy that way. You'll always have this constant anxiety or am I good enough? Do I look good enough? Do I act good enough? Mm -hmm. Live your life. Don't settle. That's my biggest one. Don't settle. Mm -hmm. So many people around me have settled and it breaks my heart because mm -hmm. they, they're not happy. You can see it in their eyes. You can see mm -hmm. it in the way they talk and mm -hmm. they settled. Don't settle. Heal from the trauma and just live. Just right. Live. Heal from the trauma. So let me see. I don't know. We'll just be playing devil's advocate. I'm not sure. But I have a question. So, and I think, you know, and again, you said you've been in a relationship or had, you were in relationship for eight years. Well, since you were 18, I think is what you said, right? Mm -hmm. So 
And I don't want to assume, but if I were to assume based off of what you shared, you know, kind of spoke around it, it wasn't necessarily, those weren't necessarily healthy relationships where, like, have you ever heard the quote, um, love someone in a way that it makes them feel free? Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have only like, okay, this scope of what relationship looks like for has been like for you right yeah so are you open to relationship in the future and in your mind like how do you envision healthy relationship or does it automatically mean okay I don't get to be myself and I'm settling no okay not at all it just so happens I was in I had multiple relationships between those those times that I never gave myself time to just breathe and Mm -hmm. figure it out Mm -hmm. and it just so happens those were people who we just didn't, we weren't good compatibility wise. Mm-hmm. We weren't, we just weren't good there. Mm-hmm. We had different views, different um, ways of thinking. We mm-hmm. just weren't, our similarities were very small. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens those relationships, they wanted me to be a certain way, whether it was look a certain way, hair a certain way, act a certain way in a particular career. Mm-hmm. That's just, that was them. I know the world is big because I now I'm exploring it and there's yeah. so life out there whether it be a good guy or a good girl there's a lot oh, there's better out there mm-hmm. I just don't want to waste my time on it right now because I like to give <laughs> 100% to what I'm working on and that's me yes so, no just not right now 100% what I'm working that is quotable 100% I want to give 100% to what I'm working on and that's me that's getting right now. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Okay. And you know, I think you, I'm going to just say, I feel like you shortchanged me earlier. We're going back. We're going back <laughs> to that question about growth and evolution. And you're a hundred percent working on you right now. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. How, what are you doing? What oh, are you what doing the- right now to actively work on grace? What is something right. about you that you're working to, to improve on? I think all the stuff. Um- keep saying it, but I'll add more to it, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm being free and I'm living life for me, regardless of how that looks to mm-hmm. others. Some people, they don't find comfort in that. Cause I, I'm outside of the box. Like I'm way out here and that, that mm-hmm. scares them, but mm-hmm. I'm doing it. So when mm-hmm. I'm doing to work with that, I mean, all the way down to confidence, just taking little tasks day by day and conquering them, conquering fears. Um, I do a lot of yoga and poses and I try to conquer a pose that wasn't easy enough because I wasn't flexible enough. So I feel mm-hmm. like that goes to the physical and mental aspect of being flexible and oh, nice. Did I touch on something else? Oh, it's a nice parallel. <laughs> I like that. The physical and mental as- aspect of being flexible. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So for you, a lot of what you do, um, cause you know, I've dabbled in yoga, but not very, very heavy. Um, but one of the things that I've come to understand is, is, you know, uh, one of the yogis, if you will, that I follow talks about how you, you take your practice from the mat and carry it, you know, into the world and whatnot. And so yeah. when you, when you said that about being flexible physically and mentally, you know, and in life, it's just, that's one of your, one of your jams. Um, the confidence piece, because I know that that is an issue that a lot of people struggle with, like confidence. So I hear that you're working on it. Um, anything else to say on that and how you are, like, how have you over the years become more confident? I think I became more confident from being single, um, not having someone else's opinion effect. Like, I mean, it literally just clouds your mind. They could say Mm -hmm. one little thing that could hurt you forever in terms of how you look and you go off of that. But Mm -hmm. I always, I've heard this before. If you wouldn't take someone's advice, why would you take their opinion on you? A lot of these people who would tell me stuff was just, 
it, mm-hmm. it didn't mean anything to me, but the things they said in terms of tear me down, it hurt. Mm-hmm. So me being single, I was able to look in the mirror and reflect on what it is I have, what I'm grateful for and mm-hmm. going to yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. You appreciate that time on the mat, even if it's just a few minutes, because it creates such an impact on the rest of your day. So going or carrying with that whole single, I'm staying single for a while. Um, it could be connected or maybe not. But I, one thing that I know about you is that you don't have children. Mm-hmm. and nor do you intend to ever have children, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I saw something that you shared not that long ago that I just, I just loved your perspective on it. So can you just speak to that a bit on your choice to not have children and the mindset you hold around that? Um, I said this back to being young. I said it from a young age, I just never wanted to have them. Um, I had cousins and family and people who had children at a really young age I mean 15 16 years old and I don't blame them for that I don't fault anyone for ever having kids young I mean things happen but I just saw how it impacted them so much once you have a child your life isn't your own anymore some people try to say no no it really is no it's not because again I give 100% to what I'm doing and a child an actual human being if I want myself to be great I definitely want this little seed to be great too I mean mm-hmm. I I work on plants and keeping them healthy and feel bad if they die. But <laughs> with the baby, it's a big deal. You can't just give them 20 to 30 to 40%. You have to give them everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know enough right now, mm-hmm. nor will I ever know as much as I want to, to mow this little human into something I put out there in the world to impact others. I know I can, I can be great at it, mm-hmm. but I focus on myself and right. I will continue to want to focus on myself. And mm-hmm. in my thirties and forties and fifties, I see just me living, being out there and not being in one place. Mm-hmm. And a child is just not in that vision. Mm-hmm. Not, so. At any point, did that feel selfish to you? Like the other things you talked about? No, because I I always said if I did have a child, I would adopt. And I still feel that way because there's so many people out there, there's kids out there mm-hmm. that are suffering and they're not getting the love they could get. So mm-hmm. I just keep bringing these little humans in here when this world is so full of people and beings that need you but mm-hmm. to me that's selfish it's not adopting a kid but that's just mm-hmm. my opinion so okay I just don't know I think being happy and living for me is a big deal like, right so hurt people hurt people when I need to heal still and I just Come back. hurt people hurt people say it again Grace hurt people hurt people and what am I gonna do with this little child that uh-huh. needs so much more than just my trauma, I mean, I'm healing from it. I'm, I've healed I'm a lot. From it. Right. And there's more to come? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Healing? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I celebrate that. I absolutely <laughs> do. And uh, hurt people, hurt people. I've, I'm familiar with that phrasing. Um, I've lived through that experience. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. Like, we need more happy, healthy, whole individuals coming together with happy, healthy, whole individuals absolutely. producing healthy, happy, whole individuals. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. So um, definitely celebrate you being on that, that journey of wholeness and healing and happiness and focused on you. I I celebrate it for sure. Uh, What brings you joy? Did I already say travel and discovering new things? I mean, learning something new, those little things. Keep it going. Boy, just to keep, to get out there and not be stagnant in one area because Mm-hmm. So much more to life. Mm-hmm. So discovering new things, just not seeing the same thing every single day. That's mm-hmm. that brings joy. 
Right. What comes to mind when I ask you, if I were to ask you what some of your favorite things that you've seen while traveling this past year, what would it be? Well, because I haven't done much because the world is shut down, but I've been in the air a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel so much peace. That's my happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, Places yoga and just being up in the air between, I don't know, the stars and the clouds and earth. It's just Mm -hmm. something different stillness Mm -hmm. up there. And I'm able to give people Oh, this thing I've been trying to give, like just my genuine personality and just genuine person. I mean, people have so many things happening to them throughout the day, which can yeah. be good, bad, sad, and people travel for different reasons. And when you're able to just make this little tiny impact of being mm-hmm. up there and still enjoying the beautiful view and the destination you're landing at next. And mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit because like that was one one of the first things that got my attention with you is it's not just that you're a flight attendant, but I can tell you're passionate about it. There's something Mm -hmm. that's just different. And I love it when a person is passionate about life, passionate about what they do. I feel like we spend too much time at work or working to not enjoy it. And it's very obvious that you love what you do. And then to hear you speak on it in that way and the impact with people. Right. Because Small minded individuals think, okay, the flight attendant is there to, you know, give us our drinks and our and our mm-hmm. snacks that we're not even mm-hmm. getting right now. <laughs> They're not even giving me my <laughs> snacks right now because of COVID. Um, but I also understand that it's it's mainly it's about safety and security, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if we were to take it to the grace level of things, because um, I can I can hear your intentionality and in what it is that you're saying. Speak to that aspect of it. Like, how, how do you show up to work every day with intentionality in a way where, okay, you set out to impact the people that you're crossing paths with? And you can cross paths with tons of people every day, I'd imagine. A lot of them. Well, because I, again, back to being in the medical field and also as a flight attendant, I had to be someone that could keep the peace and keep a patient calm or a pastor calm or just that's a person, that's a human being. Don't look at them as just a number. Mm-hmm. If, I have a nervous flyer, which I do a lot, not even just children. I mean, big individuals, adults who are 200 pounds and definitely afraid of being up there and they're having a whole mental breakdown. I bring this peace. That's something I am proud about. And I can say it about me is that I bring the peace to the room and to the wherever I am that mm-hmm. some people don't possess. Mm-hmm. And I, I can heal someone in the way to calm them down yeah. and make them think of it as a different, I don't know, not, a terrifying ordeal and I can give them, I can at least give them that. Mm-hmm. And other things, I don't know, just smiling at someone who's been, they just left a bad situation. They're in tears or crying and everyone who's past them has been rude and in a rush and won't even look at them, acknowledge them, little things like that. I do that. So see, I Something. told you it was dope. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was dope. Anyway. So then tell me when and how did you become aware of your, I don't even know if I, if I want to say ability. I don't think that's the right word, but it's the word that I have right now. Um, when and when and how did you become aware of your ability to impact people in that way just by simply showing up being grace? I think the medical field brought that on. Um, when I was younger, I thought I was great, but I was too shy to actually <laughs> even talk to people. I didn't uh-huh. want to talk to people. Yeah. So when I was in the medical field, I had to assist a doctor with children, pediatrics, and they were, they were terrified. They were crying. Their moms couldn't even, they couldn't talk to them. So I stepped in. I mean, I'm, I'm five foot two. I don't look much more intimidating than they do. So mm-hmm. I would step in and just treat them like the individual. Like if they, they're scared. They want to be heard. They want you to explain something to them in a way that 
Some people are too impatient. So I would take my time to be gentle grace and talk to them and Mm -hmm. show that love that you're okay. It's okay. I'm right here. I'm not going to let nobody hurt you. You're Mm -hmm. okay. And Mm -hmm. I had autistic children who parents would say, I can't even hug this kid or touch them. And she's able to do this and cover the eye and do that. And he's look how he's listening to her. I don't know. I was Mm -hmm. able to just grasp someone and not make them feel afraid because they're the world is like changing it's rocking right now i was just mm-hmm. that calm you know peace gotcha. that peace that came in to just okay it's, it's fine. okay cool <laughs> and even if this sounds like you're repeating yourself that's fine but i heard you say um you used to be shy and so mm-hmm. you said <laughs> i think what i heard was uh, i knew i was great but i was shy so i didn't talk to people um, and I kind of, I share similarities with that too, where it's like, I was very, and people are surprised to know I was very shy growing up, not engaged with people at, at all, but so much evolution has taken place in that way. But for you, how did you evolve out of being shy and reserved into this? It was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to manifest as I am and allow who I am to heal the people around me. I think I was just always, I say shy, but I was also observant. So I would sit back and watch the stuff that was happening around me. And I wouldn't, I don't know. I would see things that others didn't see. Some people, people who talk to each other, they have a conversation, but they're not actually listening to what's being said and paying attention to the body language. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very intuitive when it comes to just, I don't want to get to sound too deep into stuff. But if you know, deep, I, then I you deep. Listen, I see, I think we need to say what, say it because you know, there's a lot of people who stifle that part. Yeah, because like, oh, I don't want to sound too deep. But it, then when we start talking about it, because listen, they can't see, but I've been telling them about this book right here, Seed of the Soul. And it's like you mentioned intuition. There's a whole chapter on intuition, but it's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. And however we talk about it, they'll get it. Okay. That's what it was for me. It was intuition, something I felt. I felt it was safe to go talk to this person, approach this person. And there were times in life where I didn't always want to just be alone but I was working on things I was working on strengthening this gift of being this person who I don't know can get out there and touch someone and heal and every day I would try to step out of that comfort zone and apply myself and Mm -hmm. again like when would you say this was about when uh halfway into the medical field too I mean I was younger but more so once I jumped into the medical field about it was really out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I started to see things that was it awakened me and made me mm-hmm. feel safer, bigger. Like there's so much more to life than just this one little tiny area. Mm-hmm. Like have you seen the world map? There's a lot going on. <laughs> have, you, there. have you seen the world map? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Great question. So, um, I like I said, I already can tell very obviously you're you're passionate about your current career as a flight attendant and what you do there. Um, what else would you say you're passionate about? I don't want to say life because there were times where I was in a dark space and I that was the last place I wanted to be was living but I don't know I'm just passionate about impacting others and encouraging them and what's a good word for it inspiring them because there were days where I wanted someone like me who I'm like oh wow that happens and wow I'm not the only one going through this I'm passionate about I mean, this, this is my first time doing a podcast and talking Mm -hmm. about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about inspiring people and showing them they're not alone. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot to do. What are some things you have in mind? Did you say there's a lot to accomplish? Is that what I heard? To be conquered and to accomplish. A lot to be conquered. Got you. So what other ways do you envision for yourself or in the future to live out that passion? 
Um, take it back to traveling, just mm-hmm. travel and explore and share what it is I learn with others. And eventually, I don't want to say I want to relocate, but I, a dream of mine, really, I would love to go to a different country and teach a language, but I'm also trying to learn languages myself. So mm-hmm. make that impact, be that different face they see here and teach them that. And a great teacher is just everything. They stay with you. Like I want to teach, but not in a traditional way of teaching. Give us a good idea. Mm-hmm. it can be deep or not shoot i think an air fryer is a good idea (laughs) it ain't got to be deep give us a good idea a good idea is taking care of you take care of you take care of you today even if it's just a deep breath because Mm -hmm. i'm over here hyperventilating at times and just like breathe it's okay Mm -hmm. take care of you today Mm -hmm. i like how you put that today on it take care of you today take care like i don't like just look (laughs) away like i'm i'm a i'm I'm a log of foul love words and throwing that on there. It gives it a different feel. Like take care of you today. It's like, don't put it off. No pressure. Just yeah. find time today to take care of, take care of you. Mm-hmm. When you think of this tomorrow and do this tomorrow mm-hmm. and that anxiety jumps in tomorrow, you can think about today, the present moment. Right. Because if you always it. take care of you today, you're going to always be taking care of you. Today. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's something you purchased in the last year, less than a hundred that has added value to your life? Okay, um, it's so many things, but a lot of, st- how about my, um, I guess we could do an app on a phone. I pay like $30, $45 for a language app. Mm-hmm. And that's really helped me because my dream has always been to learn Spanish, learn different language, learn sign language, but mm-hmm. right now I'm focused on Spanish. Mm-hmm. And this career has put me um, again in the path of lots of individuals who are not just, they're different. Like, I mean, I can't say they're different. To me, they're different, but to them, I'm different. Right. They don't speak language it's outside of the box of what I'm used to living and that mm-hmm. gives me that opportunity and that drive to learn to learn mm-hmm. how to understand one so it can understand you so yeah. an app tell the people what's the app oh oh it's Babel. I'm sorry mm-hmm. make sure I spell it right b-a-b-b-e-l mm-hmm. Babel. okay yeah. one of your biggest life lessons uh, how can I say this one? My big one of my biggest life lessons is you can't continue to let people dictate how you live. So my biggest life lesson was living for myself versus feeling that it's selfish to do what I want or what makes me happy. I have to let that go, let that mm-hmm. that way of thinking go. And now I live for me. So that's my biggest life lesson. Mm-hmm. That control, people controlling me, that was not fun. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. terrible. It was toxic. It was poison it just wasn't wasn't right. for me and it's, it's really it. awesome that you you got it at a young age I, I know <laughs> I agree I know 40 50 year olds who they're still struggling with that so um so definitely sending good energy and matter their way and celebrating <laughs> you for for getting a lesson early um lighter question what's an account you follow on IG that adds value to your life well I follow a lot of accounts for fitness or for health I don't know. Everyone that I follow at this point, it's a positive. I don't, how do I say this? I don't follow people to try to get this unrealistic look or way of mm-hmm. thinking. I follow people who just benefit my life in a way that makes me feel it's possible. Okay, it's possible to accomplish this. So it's a yeah. lot of follow, but they're okay. all, they're speaking to them all. <laughs> Got you. Now, I know this might be different for you because you, you already mentioned how like you have a schedule, but it's not routine, right? Mm-hmm. But 
Um, so, but what do you do with the first hour of your day? Um, I used to literally do yoga every morning and now to the point where I can have 16 hour days and just minimum amount of rest. And I get up and just force myself to get up and drink some tea. So I guess tea, I still drink my tea before mm -hmm. I go, um, to the airport or to wherever I'm going to, I drink some tea and I just breathe. And if mm -hmm. I can, I will do a little bit of yoga, but mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out which day is what I don't even know what today is right now. So. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> it's Monday, by the way. <laughs> Both as we record and when this airs, it'll be Monday. But anyway, um, thank you for that. So I need to know your secrets. And I know I'm trying to, there's something in there that I'm missing, right? And I hear yoga. I know that that's been instrumental for you mentally and physically, or maybe we need to dig into that deeper because you have a very strong mind, like your mental fortitude and your ability to evolve and navigate through life. Like, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you make that happen? I was a kid. I started reading books. I was a nerd. I just, that's yeah. what I did. TV or when I watched TV, it was discovery. It was travel. Um, I would hear a topic and I would write that down. I'm like, they didn't, they didn't like, I'm not touching on stuff. They didn't touch on it enough. I'm like, why would you bring that interesting thing up? And they just keep on moving. So mm -hmm. I go to back then it was books I just read books all the time that's but I didn't say like okay that sounds like okay you're smart I'm not talking about being smart like your mental fortitude and your ability to evolve and navigate through life at the end of last year somewhere in, in December I did a podcast it was actually two-part series but it was talking about training for the fight that is life right mm -hmm. um which basically had to do with like yo like life's gonna happen and how heavy life feels um, and how much it kick your ass is really mm -hmm. contingent upon how well you train. So, and it's a metaphor, but it's real. Yeah. But let me ask you first, do you, and I'm just going to ask so we can keep it flowing, but I feel like you kind of hinted at it earlier, but life is a fight. Agree or disagree? I agree. Okay. So day it, you're fighting to back during my eating disorder there was also some depression in there and every day mm -hmm. I was fighting to get out of bed and just to keep living mm -hmm. even though I'm starving myself so it was a fight every day to keep living and mm -hmm. people have an easier or better I hate to use mm -hmm. that word but a better life than others mm -hmm. and to them life could be hard but it's like you're not going through what this person's going through doesn't make your feelings invalid but life mm -hmm. is a fight you're always fighting to a battle that no one knows anything about unless you choose to share that and mm -hmm everything we're going through i know and exactly you're making my point let me help you make it connect <laughs> so this is the thing and i agree one of the things i love about what i do is i get to i get to connect with a lot of different people and so i'm very aware sometimes even right in the moment i could be having conversations with two different people dealing with very 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 similar circumstances and handling it very differently one is mm -hmm. powering through the mental fortitude is there. The resolve is there. The crown is on. They're poised. And the other one is just <laughs> in pieces. And it's about the same situation. Or, and I understand it's all perspective, but things that most of us would consider to be less heavy is, you know, about ready to take somebody out. And the other one is just, you know, rocking through it like a boss. So definitely agree with what you said. And one thing that you know, that you've gifted me with is some of your story. And so I know that you, you've been through some stuff, you've dealt with some stuff mm -hmm. and here you are now. Right. Yes. Um, and you are still processing and healing, as you said. And I know that that takes work, like 
healing doesn't just happen. Happiness doesn't mm-hmm. just happen. It's very intentional and on purpose. And from my experience, and I could be wrong, so and that's why I need you to help me. But from my experience, that mind, like you got to have mental fortitude and mental strength in order to persevere, in order to show up and fight. And so if you, you agree life is a fight, how do you train for the fight that is life? I just liked being stronger than others. No, when I was a kid, I did. And I liked fighting boys and I liked being strong. So me, my mental, some people, I'd say they're weaker and mentally, but some people, they just give up. They give up that fight. I liked fighting. Mm-hmm. I like to fight, um, not physically, maybe for sport, but mentally, I like to be strong and not let someone have the upper hand and win. Someone can mm-hmm. say something about you and can hurt your feelings, but then that takes you back to thinking, that's just their insecurities that they're projecting on you. I would fight to get past that, to get past my toxic ways of thinking. And I just, it was the growth that I wanted. I wanted to be bigger and better and I wanted to grow and evolve as a person. And I couldn't do that staying in one position in one little, I don't know, life sucks. It can be shitty. I had some shitty things go down, but I just, every day I fall. I'm just telling myself, it's going to get better. You deserve better. You do. So it's going to get better. And that's what I would tell myself. And I just had that faith. Imani means faith. Hey, it. I don't know. So, Imani's her other name. <laughs> Imani means faith. Given name. <laughs> yeah. So even though, again, because you're good at this, you just skip right on through it. I heard a lot in there, right? So I'm going to pull it out. Um, you said, I keep telling myself such and such. To me, that's affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but I also heard belief. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the affirmations and the belief, or even as you say, Imani means faith, like faith and belief, it's the same thing, you know, and we all get to choose where we're going to put our faith, you know, whether it's faith in the fears or faith in us or whatever. And it sounds like you're, you, it's a matter for you of affirming and then believing in yourself and your ability to conquer. Mm-hmm. Would that be accurate yeah. or no? That'd be accurate. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I am going to give you the opportunity to flip it back on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so three questions. What do you want to, what do you want to ask me? Cause yeah, what do you do as someone who has, I don't know, my schedule is a little different, but yours has a little more things you can control. What do mm-hmm. you do first so with, hour? with the first hour of my day? Well, there's still a lot of flexibility in that. Like I, I do not get up to an alarm. Um, very rarely do I get, usually when I get up for alarm, interesting thing is <laughs> if I'm getting up to an alarm, it's usually cause I got to catch a flight <laughs> and it's early. <laughs> But, um, so whenever I wake up naturally, like that first hour of the day is reserved for me and it can have a mix and match of any number of things. Um, but as a norm, it, it, it'd be meditation, um, gratitude, which I like to journal my gratitude. Um, and I actually talked about this, uh, training for the fight that is life part two. I actually talked about the first hour of my day, but, um, Affirmations is another huge part uh, of that first hour of the day for me and uh, personal development reading, Um, you know, and then there are days like really, I think the best way to sum it all up, if if for this answer to be the same all the time, I could say I honor my being like I'm very intentional in the first hour of the day to do only what I actually want to do and nothing that I don't really feel like I want to do this. And so there's been times when I literally, I'll get up, like as, as much as I'm into personal development um, and being intentional about my time, I, I'll, I'll get up and, and go downstairs and turn the TV on if I want to. 
you know, or I'll play a video game if I want to, you know, but typically it's my savers practice or my miracle morning mean flow is what I call it. Um, this morning it was a workout, but sometimes my workout is the middle of the day or in the evening, but it's really, it's just honoring my being and whatever I want to do, um, to situate me best to, to, I was going to say attack the rest of my day. I'm not sure why that word came to mind, but you know, to manifest the rest of my day, the way that I want. I will say, I like that you mentioned like your, your study intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like life yeah. is all about intentions, <laughs> yes. all about intentions. Yeah. <laughs> about your biggest lesson in life biggest life lesson hmm. if I can tweak that a little bit and tell you one of them only because hey what is the biggest that would take a lot of processing and weighing out to know what the biggest is but I would say one of the biggest and maybe it's coming to mind because it's the biggest in the recent years is that you can't how do I want to put it you can't Tell, even though you can tell, you can't teach slash tell over and over someone how to love you. Like you mm-hmm. simply get to yeah. see see how they're loving and then decide if you want to be a part um, or to what extent or degree you want to be a part. And I got that from uh, Iana Vanzant. What year is this? 2019. That was 2019, I believe, because it was a birthday lesson for me because um, I, I hung out on my birthday with Iana Vanzant, Oprah Winfrey and Gary Zukov. <laughs> So I got a lot of personal development in that day, but it spoke so candidly to um, a transition that I had just made in a, in a friendship recently. And it's, you know, and I think we can get caught up in, in things like that uh, in any, in all types. I think a lot of people do that in a romantic relationship sometimes, but it's like, Hey, you get to see how they love and, and decide if you want to be a part. And that's that. That's, that's right. one of the biggest for me. That's beautiful. Thank you. How were you most impacted by the pandemic? Hmm. <laughs> Listen, to be quite honest, it's been a wonderful blessing, you know, and I know it has challenged people in a lot of ways. So I don't talk about it as freely because I know, I know so many people have been challenged by it. Um, people have lost loved ones. People have lost their jobs. Um, and then definitely all those who are on the front line in the medical field and like the added stress of that. Uh, but for me personally, Hey, it's 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 only been beautiful things that have come of it. It's allowed life to slow down even further, you know. Um, like for instance, you know how I mentioned I don't wake up to an alarm. Well, there mm-hmm. could have been days where if I had to get my son off to school, and depending on what time my body wanted to wake up that day, when I'm waking up to an alarm, but to be able to be more pulled into what it is that he's doing for school, um, because I'm there and I'm walking by and I'm seeing what's happening. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, things slowed a lot, just as far as, far as even, cause I'm a, I'm an introvert. Um, but before people challenge me on that, make sure, to, <laughs> make sure you understand what an introvert is. It doesn't mean that I'm not social or that I'm shy. It's just, I get my energy from two things, being alone or in intimate settings with people that I care about. And so it shut off the, the pandemic, cut off a lot of the, the stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and it just, I think it helps you be much more intentional um, with some of your choices. Um, and honestly, because of what I do uh, with, with coaching and there's different avenues to that, but one of them is in health and fitness, business actually got better because people were looking for a solution that didn't involve mm-hmm. the gym or now they had the time that they had before and they just didn't prioritize it, but they were willing to make time for self-care. So yeah. 
and you know, even though I don't speak about it so freely or whatever, like I, I, I have no, I don't really hesitate to say it if asked. Like I've been very blessed by the, the changes that have happened with the pandemic. Okay, can I just say you put words to something I've been trying to articulate and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that because I mm -hmm. feel this my best year. Yeah ever been and I just didn't know how to articulate that without yeah. it coming off as insensitive and yes, yeah like about it freely and neither do I but yeah cool well I'm glad for you I celebrate <laughs> that I celebrate that but you know what I find also and I, I need to say this um because actually maybe my son and I will have a because <laughs> we're supposed to be doing conversations but I think some people also you fall prey or you fall into the trap of what other people are saying. I actually did a mm -hmm. podcast episode on this too. It's called something about, I think it was my second episode, but um, just because of what you hear other people saying, you kind of allow yourself to be sucked into that. But with a little bit of intentionality and perspective shift, you probably could have had a really great year too. You know, mm -hmm. now I get it. Like if you lost a loved one to COVID that hits different, mm -hmm. you know, if you, you know, and even if you lost your job, like how much freedom did it give? Because that job was draining you anyway. And how about yep. you some of your entrepreneurial goals or creative ideas that you've had? And I think a lot of it boils down to perspective and choosing to rock your power. Um, but yeah, the perspective is everything, mm -hmm. and how yeah. you respond to that situation. That's that's everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But cheers to, to a great year. And 2021 is going to be dope, too. Because Absolutely. we're intentional. Intentional. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Cool. I have one more question for you to wrap it up. Let's do it. You ready? Yes. All right. What do you know for sure? <laughs> I don't know anything for sure. I really don't. I Every day is a lesson, so every day I am learning something new, but I don't know anything for sure. Mm -hmm. What I do know for sure, let's go back to the social media and stuff. Everything is not for everybody. You don't have to show everything you're doing to prove that you're doing something or accomplishing something. So mm -hmm. simply drinking water and hydrating, everything is not for everyone. So I don't know everything for sure, but I do know we don't always have to share what we have going on. Mm -hmm. We can stop that mm -hmm. on our own without, without yeah. an audience. That the word for it without an audience yeah. yeah and you know and i and i gotta say it because of what i do and i'm very intentional about my sharing on social media i think it all goes back or i can't even say think i know i know it all goes back to intentions mm -hmm. but it's one thing to in my opinion to do something simply to be seen or yes that's for an right. audience right but for instance with what i do um and even like studying behavior change like there's this behavior construct called social modeling which simply says I see people like myself mm -hmm. engage in the behavior that I want to engage in and when they see um when they see someone that they identify with and that identify with can be anything it could be uh age it could be weight it could be oh she's single oh she's married um, it could be, oh, she overcame an eating disorder, like all of that, whatever it is they identify with. It's like when you see that person showing up in a way that you want to show up, it helps you break down those barriers you hold in your head about why you can't show up in the same way. And so I think it all goes back to to intention because we all share differently for different reasons. Um, and again, I'm going to plug Seed of the Soul again because there's two chapters in here on intentions. And it's just really asking yourself, like, what do I intend with this? Um, because it all boils down to intention and we're going to be, um, 
we're going to we're going to reap or create experiences for ourselves and experiences. I use that neutral because it could be positive or negative, but that's also about perspective. We're going to create experiences for ourselves in the future based off of the intentions we hold right now with our actions. So I had to say it. (laughs) Thank you, Grace. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To find details on things mentioned today, along with contact information, you can check out the show notes. If you're not sure how to do that, from the Apple Podcasts app, you can click on the Now Playing tab at the bottom to open the episode and simply scroll down. If you're listening via the Anchor app or Spotify, it's right there towards the top of the episode, either above or beneath the play button. If you're listening via another app, Google it. And as always, if you found value in today's episode, I invite you to share it with a friend and consider writing a review right in your podcast app. Thank you all for taking this journey with me.